This episode of Career Center is brought to you in part by the Career and Networking Center. We empower, you succeed. Welcome to Career Center. I'm Kimberly White, Executive Director of the Career and Networking Center, a resource center providing outplacement and career development support to millennials, more seasoned workers like me, and everyone in between. Joining me today to talk about interviewing and COVID-19 is talent acquisition and HR professional, Bree Wasaki. Bree, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I am so glad to have you here today, Bree. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to have you share a little bit about yourself, your background, how you came into HR, and uh, then we'll get on with some post-interview questions around COVID-19. I love it. Um, so just a snippet of me. So I ended up, when I was back, back in the day in college, um, ended up going through school and I was like, what do I want to do? Did I want to go into sales? Did I want to go into marketing? Where did I really want to end up? And of course, everyone always says, I want to help people. Well, that became true for me. So I started my career in sales and actually ended up going through marketing right into HR. So it was kind of a cool whirlwind, but I just always wanted to be with the people. And I always wanted to make the organization I was with thrive. So for me, if I think about, you know, within HR, I've been through different industries. I've been through the liquor and beverage industry. I've been in professional services. And now I currently reside in a company that is one of the largest tech firms in the world. So super excited to be here. I cannot wait to answer all the fun interviewing questions during COVID-19. All right, great. And before we do that, I want to ask a question because you just mentioned, you know, kind of your journey. Mm -hmm. um, how has HR changed over the years? Whew. That's a loaded question. Because um, to your point, you said you wanted to get started, you wanted to help people and all that. And so HR, I mean, it used to be huge HR departments, and now they are really smaller, condensed departments now, right? Mm -hmm. Not yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, this question is, comes up all the time. It's almost like if you don't change with technology, right? You're not going to be successful in any career you go to or any occupation. I think HR really has kind of, especially during this rough time of COVID-19 has really put the spotlight on HR and how do we make people feel comfortable if it's at home, where is it, right? So if I look at HR, especially evolving, if you're not ready to keep up with the Joneses, right? That mm -hmm. term that always mm -hmm. comes up, you're not going to succeed. Technology, learning new technology every day, continuing to learn employment laws, laws change like we change our clothes, right? Yeah. So you've got to make sure that you're really willing to be there for someone. I think the one key term for successful HR professionals is just being passionate about people, really wanting to see people really thrive in their career. Um, so that's where I am now in my career. I've kind of pivoted um, within talent acquisition really to talent development um, to really understand and it retain our employees and really make them thrive in their current roles. All right, great, very good. Thank you for that. So yeah. let's talk about tips before the interview. I mean, I know some of the same things obviously apply. You need to do your research, all of that. And then we'll talk a little bit about like the Zoom tips before the interview as well. So as we focus on just the same, what are some of the things people need to make sure they're, they're ready for? 
Yeah, great question. So it's always just having, putting your best, best self forward. One of the key tactics that I think that I despise when I went into normal interviews when I was in person is, you know, people get so nervous of doing the handshake or if their cologne or perfume smells too strong, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about that on camera. You just need to make sure that you are being yourself and your true self. Because for me, I'm a very expressive person. You'll see me move my hands all the time or my body moves all the time. It's showing my passion is coming through it. If you are someone who is introverted, this is a time to really put your best self forward, right? Because you need to make sure that you're enthused in the conversation and really looking into the camera and smiling and just being your true self. But I will say it's really hard for introverts on this camera because a lot of these tactics on Zoom can expose those. Yeah. What about, um, yeah, that, that's good. You mentioned uh, about coming, you know, being prepared and dressing for the part. Um, especially in this Zoom environment, right? Like yes. typically, and I know I'm guilty, you're dressed from the top up, not yep. always, but you need to be prepared. You may have to get up and adjust something. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, great question. So for me, um, you know, as being a woman, you know, we always get so nervous going into interviews if we have a fancy dress on or is it slacks and a jacket, right? And I think you just hit the nail on the head. In case something were to happen, if something, who knows, your computer falls, um, you know, your network shuts down and you have to move your camera. If you're not dressed from the top down, it's very uncomfortable. If you were to stand up, mm -hmm. it's not saying someone's going to ask you in the interview to stand up. That's completely inappropriate. But in case something were to happen, for instance, don't be wearing pajama bottoms. Don't be wearing, you know, flip flops or sandals. I mean, things like that. You just, when you're dressing the part and acting like you're in a true interview, I think that it really shows and you're more prepared that way rather than not having a complete. <laughs> yeah. And also I think it just makes you feel better too. It's just always when you get up and you're dressed and you know, whatever you do, if it's, you know, putting on makeup or what have you, you just feel more prepared. Let's talk a little bit about um, practicing, right? You still need to practice those interview questions and perhaps you try to do it you know, obviously with a person, but maybe even in front of a mirror, because now you're going to see how other people are looking at you with Zoom, right? In the Zoom world. Yeah, I think the one thing, you know, when you said practice, 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 that word cannot be emphasized even more on Zoom. And so the one thing that really trips up people is that your face is right there, right? Some people get distracted and start turning and looking at themselves rather than looking right at the camera. It is a tactic for me. I tend to like kind of look up and readjust, right? Rather than looking at myself side to side. But again, you just want to make sure that you're focusing yourself on the camera, really, really, you know, going and kind of understanding what you're trying to get out there. Um, when you say practice, you look at the job descriptions. Are you looking at their background on LinkedIn? We have technology at our fingertips. So the networking skills before is something to really think about. Is it reaching out to current colleagues of your interviewer and saying, hey, would love to chat about your job and why you stay at the current organization, company, wherever you are going to interview at. But I think you hit the nail on the head. It's understanding the Zoom and the contacts and looking straight at the camera. Then let's talk a little bit about, and, and we'll go into more detail um, after in our next segment, but uh, being prepared um, in terms of questions that may come up, right? Mm -hmm. Like that star, yeah. that star method, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the thing about the star method, right, the situation, the task, 
um, the action and the result, right? That's how I look at my STAR method and really understanding and kind of putting those examples to life. You have a fabulous resume, right? But you need to make sure that resume speaks volume in your interview. So you know those general behavioral questions are gonna be coming up. So based on behavioral-based interviews, those questions should be like right at the tip of your tongue, right? Right, ex excited to talk about them. I get all excited. Having a couple examples that are recent. Um, you wanna make sure all of your information you're giving to them is recent because they wanna hear what you're currently doing. Like we just had talked before about HR evolving, right? You've evolved as a professional. We don't wanna hear what you've been doing five, 10, 13, 15 years ago. We wanna be hearing what, you're, what you've been doing the last couple of years mm -hmm. and really bringing technology in your career path into the fruition. Yeah, so that's great. When we talk again about practicing, making sure you have those stories ready because that's really important. You don't wanna be in the middle of an interview and thinking, I don't know how to answer this, right? Right, yeah. Kind of embarrassing if that were yeah. to happen. <laughs> yeah, and then how important is it nowadays? I mean, again, I think the you know, some of the things that you would normally do is make sure you have your references ready to go when those, when that question, if you get to that point. So make sure you've mm -hmm. done that, you've done your reach out to potential folks, right? Yeah, I think you, the word references is even more prevalent nowadays on the Zoom interviews versus where it used to be. I think when we were interviewing in person, they were more looking to see your body language, how you were working in a room, right? But now with COVID and especially everyone at home, they're going to be contacting your references. That's one thing, especially with a limited pool of jobs. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be calling your references. Like you just said, practice, reach out to your references. Hey, this is the role I'm interviewing for. If you want to like give them a synopsis of the, the job or of course the company, why you'd be a great fit. What have you done in the past? Having your references prepared is something that I cannot speak volume about even more. I think that you know, if you don't have them down to a T, it's going to make or break your interview. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you on that. You got to have those. Um, and one other thing I just want to talk about before we go to break is how important is it, or you should have some sort of an idea around salary expectations. Do you bring that up? I mean, obviously you want to do your research and be prepared, but yeah, do you, it's a great, you, it's a yeah. great question. So 100% you bring up the salary expectations. I think that companies nowadays are having, when you first initially get the recruiter screen, right? That's what it's typically called, or the HR screen. When you have someone, they wanna ask these questions and you wanna bring it up because you're either wasting your time or their time if your salary expectations aren't coming to light. But also, like you just said, doing your research, looking on Glassdoor is a great website to really understand people's success. Now, remembering though, at a high level terms, some of the people that are posting on Glassdoor have had negative experiences. So don't really get too much into detail in those websites, for instance, LinkedIn or Glassdoor, right? You wanna make sure though, that you have what your expectation is, is what's really happening. Um, you know, I think that one of the government websites, and it's blanking on me what the website is, um, they have great salary recommendations for certain competencies within a job level. So I will have to circle back on the website, but it's a great um, tool just to go see your salary expectations. Yeah, and that's really important to, to do your research beforehand because what you don't wanna do is if that comes up, kind of price yourself out of the market, right? 
a hundred percent agree. Yes. Yeah. Have you had someone do that before? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm Probably a number of people. <laughs> yeah. So people always shoot to the stars. I totally get it. Everyone, why not have more money, right? Um, if it's a you know a negotiation between a couple thousand dollars, that's doable. But when you get a five or above, talking dollars, you want to make sure that you're valued. Yes, but the company has to value you as well, right? So it's a really in meeting in the middle. But you gotta know the expectation of the job. If it's an hourly job, if it's a salary job, how many years of requirements of experience, right? Going back to reading the job description. Yeah, it's so prevalent to understand that before you're going into it. And again. If it happens in that first interview with the recruiter or whoever is interviewing you and your salary expectations aren't aligned with the job, it's okay. You've had the practice. You've met someone new in your network, keeping in, you know, keeping in touch with them. But yeah. again, you can go ahead and leave that interview if your salary expectations aren't aligned. All right, great. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion around interviewing during COVID-19. We'll be back after these important service announcements. This episode of Career Center is brought to you in part by the Career and Networking Center. We empower, you succeed. In Naperville, we know that community counts. In fact, it's in our name. As Naperville Community Television, we have the privilege of showcasing what makes this award-winning city a wonderful place to raise a family, to make a living, and to enjoy life's journey. That's why it's our mission to capture on camera those special moments that connect us. Those stories that impact our lives, stories you won't see anywhere else. So watch Naperville Community Television on air, online, and on social media. This episode of Career Center is brought to you in part by the Career and Networking Center. We empower, you succeed. Welcome back to Career Center. I am Kimberly White, back with talent acquisition and HR professional Bree Wasaki. Welcome back, Bree. So excited to be back. So we've been having a great uh, conversation around interviewing in COVID-19. And we talked about before the interview, things that you should do to prepare. And now I want to talk about during the interview. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of things you need to be doing in this new Zoom world. Um, share a couple of things with our audience um, on some things that they should be doing. Yeah, great question. So the one thing that has been very hot topic within interviewing during COVID-19, especially on Zoom, um, is having a fun background. Obviously, you look at me and you're like, huh, nice background, right? Currently just bought a house in Naperville, so trying to get it updated. But again, it just brings more character and light. And sometimes, again, it's a talking point. You want to share what's 
comfortable for you. So, you know, if it's a diploma from a specific college, if it's a picture of your family, whatever means the most to you, I would have that in the background. And again, you don't want to overdo it and have like a whole scene going on here. But, you know, the one thing is it draws, you know, attention and talking points. So again, you want to be set and ready for it ready for a fun conversation. The one thing do I do want to bring up though, especially with working from home, we understand that there's things happen at home. You're human. It's life. If someone rings the doorbell, if a child runs in, if a husband, wife, partner, spouse, whoever runs in the room, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, you know, recruiters, professionals, everyone knows what happens. It's probably happened to them. We're all human, so don't get so worked up or kind of distracted when that happens. Continue going on the conversation and bring your passion and foot forward. Yeah, so you just make light of it, right? In the yes. Of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned the background behind you. What about the background behind the person that's interviewing you? Is it is it appropriate to you know say, oh, I see this, or I say, I love your flowers, or whatever it might be? Is that appropriate, I- or are you invading their personal space? That's a great question. I think it's 100% appropriate. They probably have it in the scene or in the shot for, you know, they're open for it. Again, if they're not comfortable sharing, I don't think it's going to be in the camera. So again, if it's, you know, if it goes back to those topics you don't want to really talk about, um, if it's religion, politics, etc., I wouldn't really have that in the background. That's kind of a rule of thumb during interviewing, right? So most likely won't have it, but stay away from those things if they are in the background. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so great, great, great comments. Let's talk about like your resume and things that you would normally bring with you when you yeah. are doing an interview in person. Um, in this world, you need to be prepared to maybe share some things, right? So let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. Great question. So I always like when I receive a resume or an email, probably around 10 minutes before I'm doing a Zoom interview, If it's, hey, can't wait to chat in 10 minutes, here's an additional copy of my resume if you don't have it forward, right? So making sure that you're prepared and doing the extra foot forward, um, you know, and you're not going to be in person. So if it's sending the resume, if it's having your resume on handy, I always bring um, just a notepad and a pen and I have a glass of water. It's okay to write notes during it, right? Hey, I'm going to be taking some notes. Do you mind? I have a glass of water, you know? It's just like you're in a normal interview setting. Make sure that you feel the same way. Um, But I think it's going back to being prepared, sending that resume right before. I'm sure they're going to have your resume, but it's just an ice little touch. Um, I'm super excited. Can't wait to chat. Something so personal touch as well as a casual, here's my resume. It just goes a long way. Yeah. And it also could be too that you have to share examples of your work depending on if you are, you know, in whatever graphic design or something like that, right? So yes, also knowing how to use Zoom to share your screen and make yes, sure you do that. Yeah, and I think you know the one thing people always say is you know what are the great tactics of Zoom? The internet is a beautiful thing. You can research that on YouTube or if there's ways to share it. But like you said, yeah, being familiar with how to share it. If you are a graphic designer, any type of showing your portfolio. If it's a consulting interview. Um, you know, being prepared to show your case or explain your case, having a timer, right? It's things like that, um, that if you were to bring to a normal interview, you're going to be normal to have it here as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, and you know, again, this is important in person, but also on Zoom, and that's 
uh, body language and kind of mm -hmm. the confidence that you exude when you're in, in, in an interview. I'm a hands person. I'm always mm -hmm. using my hands. I try to <laughs> not do it so much on camera, but um, talk about that. I mean, there's yeah. still going to read that body language. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I this is so important. So I like I'm a hands person too, and I move them very underneath the table, so I'm not as distracting. Because in a normal interview, it's more typically around like your, you know, right around the table. So I always typically have it. If you're going like this during your interview, people are going to watch your hands, right? So if you are a big body body language person, just have your hands. Obviously, again, you can come up and down, right? Lower frame. But if you're an introvert and you're just kind of monotone and kind of just sitting and staring at the camera, you drowned out really easily. We're all humans. We're going to look at body language. We're going to look and see how you are. If you have no facial expressions, if you're not changing your tone, right? Things like that, you have to over-exaggerate. It's not putting on an act, but it is making sure that it's shown on camera. Because again, for people that it's easy with body language in person, it's going to be easy on camera. If it's not easy for you, the word, the P word comes back up of practicing beforehand yeah. to really get your point across. Yeah. And I would think to your point, if you are an introvert and you're coming across more, you know, that monotone, not really showing anything, it shows probably more in this environment than in mm -hmm. person. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's just people get distracted, right? We're in a new environment. So how do you adapt to that new environment? So I, I couldn't agree more with that statement. Yeah. Um, and then I want to talk about questions, interview questions that you know, could come up and how to respond to those. So, you know, oftentimes if you're in person, you're asked, you're asked a question that you're uneasy about answering. There's a lot of fidgeting going on. Again, that's going to be more noticeable in this environment, right? So oh, yes. again, make sure you are prepared for those questions that might come up that are pretty common questions, but still make people uncomfortable and yeah. watch your body language. Mm -hmm. It's a great point. Yeah. Um, another thing now with COVID-19, some of the questions that, that come up would be around COVID-19 concerns, right? Mm -hmm. So, Oh, yeah. You know, is it appropriate to ask, are protocols in place? What are those protocols in place? Is there job security? What happens if we go back into a, you know, what are, you know, is it appropriate to talk about, will we be working, you know, via at home or coming into an office? And what does all of that look like? Is it okay to yeah. ask those questions? I wouldn't agree. I, I strongly agree asking these questions, right? If it's uncomfortable or a question that you want answered and the company's values and expectations are the same align, I think that that draws more to for instance, we're going to bring in generations, right? The millennials, the Gen Zs, they're all about the adaptability and understanding what their concerns are. Um, so I think it's 100% appropriate to ask about what they're doing precautionary. Do I have to wear a mask if I have to go in the office? Are we social distancing, right? If the rules are this, if your rules are, need to be the same as what the government is spewing out. So if you don't feel comfortable, if they're saying, you know, you have to come in the office, but we're not wearing masks, right? If you're uneasy about that, that's okay. Maybe this just, just isn't the right fit for you. So I think that it's way appropriate to ask about COVID-19 policies. What are the stages? How many people? What departments are going in at first? Um, I can tell you from my experience, for my company right now, stage, we are not, we're not even in, our offices are not open yet. 
um, in specific locations they are, but since I sit in HR, I'm in stage five. So that realistically means that I'm not going back to the office until at least January 1st. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to have those expectations, right? I think that when you have a change that's coming, you just really, really, really want to be informed. You want to ask those questions so that later down the road, if you start in the role and you're uneasy about something, you probably should have asked those questions in the interview. Right. Yeah. And the other piece to all of this too, I think you have to show that you're adaptable and flexible to kind of roll with whatever it is, right? If oh yeah. Show that. Yeah. They're going to, I mean, again, there's so much talent out there right now it is a really hard time to interview and that's okay. Challenging times really creates a character for you. And how do you adapt to those challenging times? So I think that when you're here and really stating, Hey, this is why I want the role. And you know, I'm here for that adapting to your no, new policies or what the environment's going to be. It really showcases your passion for the role. Yeah. You know, you brought up something about talent. There's so much talent out there. Let's talk about that. We have a few more minutes, but um, companies are hiring. I know we're seeing that with our clients, people are landing. Um, mm -hmm. so I think a lot of people thought nothing's going on during COVID-19, but there are companies hiring. Oh yeah. So, you know, if you look at kind of in a holistic approach and I kind of always take my HR hat off and understand what happens with COVID, right? Really what happens with budgeting and the finance and the headcount perspectives, right? Our companies. Um, why are companies hiring? Why are companies not hiring, right? If you take a step back, a lot of companies are not having the attrition rates that they factor in when they forecast headcount, right? So if, kind of making that even more broadening is how do companies make money, right? And it, they have to have a workforce if they are doing really well during COVID, especially our technology firms. If companies are not technology, technical savvy, right? they're not doing well if they're more of the brick and mortar store case and storefronts. Mm -hmm. um, but companies that are hiring the tech industry, if you think about, you know, your, any of your essential businesses, um, you know, you saw these huge spikes and companies are laying off. We definitely understand that. But one thing, one little tip of advice I like to give everyone that's trying to interview right now, even if a role is more junior for you or is not going to pay the same, it's still better to have experience on your resume and make sure that you're broadening your career path rather than networking and sitting on TikTok all day, yeah. right? I think that you have to understand that if you change and you adapt to what's happening to the world, you are going to make yourself even better when COVID is gone and we open back up. People are going to be like, wow, you took the initiative to go work somewhere, you know, somewhere yeah. during a time when you're looking for a job. It just showcases a lot of energy and passion for you. Yeah. And then I think also to your point, you got to look at, you know, there may not be that commuting expense that you had before. So as you're looking at salary expectations and stuff, some of that may go down. And I think companies may even look at that, right? Oh yeah. Yes. You know? So companies used to be, you know, they were so prevalent. For instance, my company sits in Chicago. I recently moved to the Burbs. So I don't have the commuting expense of taking the train in every day. But again, when we open back up, I'm sure that it's going to look different. A lot of things are going to look different. But like you just said, it's okay to take a lower salary if you're not commuting. Um, you know, again, it's what you value in a company, what you value in a job. Is it just money? Is it the company's values? Is it equality? Is it diversity of thought. I mean, there's so many things that you should really think about and what makes you happy. 
Absolutely. We have about a minute left. So I just want to, after the interview, you want to make sure you are thanking, you know, asking for next steps, right? And, and yes. sending out some sort of a thank you. Wonderful. Yeah. I think that the one thing that really trips people up is that after step, this is the most important part is communicating and really understanding having a great email, not just a copy and paste from the internet, stop yeah. doing those copy and pastes and really make it traditional and passionate incredible from you. So yes, definitely follow up. Oh my gosh. This was so great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brie. Um, I appreciate you joining me on Career Center and to our television audience. If you're looking for a trusted resource focused on getting people back to work, visit careernetworkingcenter.org to learn more about the resources available to you. Thank you so much for watching. This episode of Career Center is brought to you in part by the Career and Networking Center. We empower, you succeed.